This week, Matt interviews Chris the Greek from 91.9 KPAC. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, episode 24 for Friday, January the 22nd, 2010. I'm Rod Villagomez. And I'm Matt Beckwith. If this is your first time checking out Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show and welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If you have comments for the show, feel free to leave us a message at 209-565-3229. Coming up on the show, we talk about the weather. Someone's talking trash, literally. Apple's got an announcement. And Matt's interview with Chris the Greek. But first, a look at the news. The board of directors for the Women's Center of San Joaquin County recognized a generous couple this week. John and Christy Remington of ClosetGoodies.com presented the board with a donation from funds raised on its website over the holidays. This donation came as somewhat of a surprise to the members of the board. Well, we actually had word from them um, in, a, in a roundabout way. It was actually through one of our employees um, whose boyfriend works at the record was telling us about this closetgoodies.com and how they were putting these efforts forth to generate funds to support the Women's Center. And we weren't quite sure what Closet Goodies was about. We made contact with them to say, you know, is this who is this group and what are they about? And found out that these two individuals um, were such giving individuals um, trying to uh, create a new business and at the same time uh, give back to their community and they did so through the Women's Center, which is fabulous. Joel Gomez, Executive Director. For every ad placed on their website, closetgoodies.com, during the last two weeks in December, John and Christy donated $1 to the cause, something they look forward to doing again. Sure, we're going to be doing more innovative and more, uh, you know, ch- we want to do a challenge for us too, so we're going to come up with something new every year. John Remington, founder of closetgoodies.com. Bringing the Remingtons in front of the board was just the center's way of showing its gratitude for their support. You know, one thing that we can never say enough of is thank you. It's like little angels on the side who are doing really great work. For more on Closet Goodies, you can check out their website at closetgoodies.com or you can follow them on Twitter, twitter.com slash closetgoodies or friend them on Facebook. (laughs) Members of the American Red Cross along with Amanda King and Lucas from K1's Morning Block Party braved the weather this week to help raise money for disaster victims in Haiti. Located in the Applebee's parking lot on March Lane, Amanda King and Lucas were just trying to do their part to help. Well, it's all for Haiti. We're taking donations for Haiti. It's the American Red Cross. It's a Haiti Disaster Relief Fund. We've been watching CNN, a lot of stuff, a lot of destruction down there. We're just trying to help out. They also wanted to give the people of Stockton a convenient way to make their donations. Well, we've been getting a lot of phone calls. People have been asking how they can donate, and they were wondering, well, what can we do right here in Stockton? So we figured to make it easy for them, post up at a local location like Applebee's and have them stop by and donate. While there was no set dollar amount to reach, Amanda King made it clear what Kaywood's intentions really were. Well, you know, we don't have a financial goal, like a number that's set, but the goal is to unite our community and just as human beings helping other people. And that's what we're about. Kaywin has always been this way. When 9-11 happened, we did the same thing. We were all over collecting money and we actually raised over $50,000 and we're able to donate, donate that to the New York firefighters. For one Stockton resident, 
This event presented a chance to give to those in need as well as evaluate her situation in life. It's so easy as a human being to take for granted the blessings that we get on a, on a daily basis and you never realize how bad you have it until you're in a situation where you're without. If you miss them at Applebee's, you can still donate through their website. kwin.com keyword help, H-E-L-P. This has been Podcast Stockton News. All right, so uh, raindrops keep falling on my head. And you know, it, it's it's bad in a slow news week when we actually talk about the weather on this show, right? <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> well, Matt, the weather, it's crazy out there. It's wicked. Yeah, you know, the last uh, last few days I've gone into work pretty early and stayed pretty late. And um, today, just like the last couple of days, I got to work. It hadn't even been raining yet. But, uh, you know, I work in a nice temperature controlled building, but um, looked outside every now and then. It was horrible. Wind, rain, it was freezing cold. Um it's certainly, uh, I followed up on, on Twitter to find out what was happening out there. It was, it was a pretty loud Twitter day as far as the weather. It was. And that's, again, you know, it's, it must be either slow or the weather is just ridiculous for it to be the main topic. Should have been trending, right, on, on Twitter? Yeah, it should have been. If there was a trending topics in Stockton. So uh, I saw lots of uh, twit pics and comments about trees falling, um, trees falling on houses, trees falling on cars, trees falling in the street. But the thing that caught me off guard the most was, Another uh, day two of seeing a tornado warning in Stockton. Yeah, I'm not big on the tornadoes. That actually, when I lived in Tennessee, uh, we fought through a few of them. Matter of fact, one was uh, it tore through Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and that was just like a mile and a half from my house. So I mean, you know, we could see it. But uh, yeah, tornado warning in Stockton. Of course, now I don't think they'll be as powerful as. A no. tornado in Clarksville. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you say tornado, that means that a, a couple of newspapers are going to get picked off the street. <laughs> Hopefully they paid for them first. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I know that, you know, California weather is, is crazy and I've known it as a kid, but uh, it's like it's like the weather saves all of the stuff. It's a bright and sunny December and it just saves all the crap and throws it into January, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, uh, you know, everybody says we need the rain. We need the rain. I, I think in California we've been conditioned to just say that when somebody says, "Oh, I hate the rain," somebody has to say, "We need the rain." Yeah. Technically, and I don't know much about weather or agriculture or anything like that, but I, I think we, what we really need is the snow. Get get the snowpack up high enough. Um, the snow is probably more important than than rain because you know it rains on sidewalks. It rains on it rains in parking lots. I always said if you could figure out a way to make it not rain on uh, parking lots, we, we would never be in a drought. <laughs> or if you could just harness the rain, because you're right, the rain falls everywhere. So what good is a, a spread out amount of rain? It's like a shotgun, you know, a shotgun blast will hit a lot of places. <laughs> but uh, you get one well-placed uh, 45 bullet and uh, you're not talking about That's needing right. a bullet anymore because you have one. <laughs> That's true. So um, I saw various reports on Twitter today that... Uh, said certain stores were closed. Um, uh, I tried to call Best Buy today and uh, didn't get an answer. And then I saw on Twitter that most of Pacific Avenue or some part of Pacific Avenue was actually closed. Every, all the businesses closed because there was no power. Yeah, Delta, actually, Delta College was without power. Uh, they had to shut down. This, this is the second day of semester for them. So they had to shut down early because uh, no power. Oh, yeah. I think UOP also, um, if I read right, UOP had to... Shut down part of the campus or whatnot, but uh, looks like there was a lot of problems um, on Pacific Avenue. Um, I, I, luckily, at our house, the power stayed on, and luckily, at work, the power stayed on. But uh, I do know there was lots, lots of outages, and 
if you're on Twitter, you need to uh, follow PG&E, and I can't remember their... It's their, PG&E for me. PGE for me? Yeah, PGE for me. PGE for me. There you go. Is, um, there, is there a Twitter handle? In fact, they, they just tweeted and they said, as of 7 p.m., more than 139,000 customers were without power through the service area, including more than 12,000 in the Bay Area. So We were without power for about, I think, a minute or two this morning. I know that when I woke up, the uh, clocks were flashing. So I'm not sure if, if uh, you know, the, the clocks had been flashing for long, but I know that when I woke up, the clocks were flashing. So. Uh-huh. Yep, so crazy weather day in Stockton. Hopefully uh, all of you out there listening were safe and uh, didn't get stuck in it and didn't have a tree fall on you. That's uh, that, that, that's never a good thing. Yeah, the wind's crazy. So bundle up out there. We still want you alive and listening the next time we put out another episode. Yeah, and uh, of course in a few months we're going to forget about all this, this uh, horrible weather and be complaining about the heat. Oh yes, my friends, it's that time again. This is John Remington from ClosetGoodies.com bringing you the ads of the week. This week, we got cute little Pomeranian puppies, Tommy Bahama shirts, and a brand new pair of women's Waltz Hill sandals. You can find these ads and many, many more on ClosetGoodies.com, where it's always free for you to search and post ads. Thank you for using our website, and we thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. Football is coming to an end. Am I right or am I right? Uh, pro football, yeah, we're yeah, in well, that. We're, we're we're in playoff season. I mean, yes. my my team never had a chance. The Kansas City Chiefs never had a chance in the playoffs. Well, mine are getting there. It's almost well, you actually, you know, maybe better off than I am because mine actually had a chance. And uh, the Niners, if they'd have just beaten the stinking Vikings and maybe uh, you know, put a fight up against Seattle, we'd have been talking playoffs too. But uh, yeah, and and you know, lately there I've there's a lot of Chargers fans in the area, and <clears throat> they've uh, they they had a little bit of misery. Uh, and they, kicker couldn't kick a field goal but um uh i think after watching them go through that pain i'm glad that my team was not even in the hunt because i hate getting getting to the point there's a couple times when the chiefs were 13 and 3 in the 90s with first round by uh into the divisional playoffs and we choke so that pain's still fresh in my head so i'm glad we just we sucked so bad we never had a chance yeah it's kind of fun to just watch the game to watch the game and not worry about playoffs you know even if they win or lose if you know they're going to lose already then it's fun to watch but of course we know that playoff season breeds uh many many transactions when it comes to betting and uh Matt, I understand that you and uh, our friend Andy have a fun little bet going, don't you? Yeah, so uh, Andy had tweeted today, Brewery33, he um, tweeted saying that he was picking the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Now, mind you, um, we still have conference um, championships coming up this weekend, so we don't even know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. But uh, Andy went out on a limb and said he's going to go for uh, he's going to go for the uh, New York Jets. In fact, I think he was saying so because um he was supporting gary v oh yeah um and uh he he called it out and said jets are gonna win and i i think he's dead wrong um i'm not even sure the jets are gonna make it to the super bowl um but i i, I predicted that uh, the new orleans saints will win in fact i predicted a score i don't have it here in front of me but i think i said um i think you said 35 to 35 13 yeah. new orleans saints will win um then andy uh, countered back with a with a with a twitter bet he said uh, that the loser picks up garbage for an hour at the winner's choice of venue, and of course, blogs about it. So uh, I am—I'm a gambler at heart. Um, so I took him up on it. I'm betting for the New Orleans Saints to win it all, go all the way through, win the championship game this weekend, which they will against Minnesota, and um, and win the Super Bowl against the Jets or against anybody. But they—they they will win the Super Bowl. 
And when that happens, um, I get to pick a place somewhere local where Andy can pick up trash for an hour. I was going to say, you've had a little bit of time to think about this. Is there anything that you have in mind? Um, you know, I, I haven't, I've tried to think about places. I think I may go on a drive maybe this weekend and, <laughs> and spot out the perfect location. And you're in for it now, bud. So, uh, yeah, nice, nice friendly bet. There's, there's nothing illegal. Nobody's, nobody's exchanging money. Um, th- there is a, uh, there's a little asterisk on this bet, which is that, um, if, uh, if neither of us win, then we both have to pick up garbage at a venue of choice decided by our listeners. Oh. So if neither one of us win, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl or the Saints don't win the Super Bowl, which is entirely possible. Um, I mean, especially if you're a Vikings fan, if you're a Brett Favre fan, you, you think that he can do no wrong and Brett Favre's going to win it all. Um, if, if Brett Favre goes to the Super Bowl and wins, Andy and I both lose. And we'll ask our, we'll ask our listeners to tell us where they want us to pick up trash for an hour. And uh, you better believe that we'll be blogging it. You know who the winners are if nobody, if neither one of you lose? The winners are the citizens of Stockton because <laughs> they get your help for an hour in picking up and beautifying Stockton. So yeah. maybe if you're a Stocktonian and you love your city, you'll be going for the Vikings or the Colts. Yeah. So who do you want to see pick up trash? Do you think, uh, you think Andy's going to be picking up trash when the, when the Saints roll through their first Super Bowl victory? Um, or do you think I'm going to be the unlucky one picking up trash? With a uh, with a, a a Jets win, a phenomenal Jets win, which that'd be a stretch, but you know, I'm sure there's some people out there that think that. Well, you know, the sad part is that I want to see the Saints win because I want to see a team that's never been to a Super Bowl, let alone won a Super Bowl, win it. Uh, but now I kind of want to see both you and Andy pick up trash. So <laughs> you can't um, even support the uh, your own show. <laughs> I do support the show, which I'll be out there uh, video with a, blogging say, it with, so, a, with a camera and yeah, everything. I'll be out there videotaping it for everybody to see. Uh, but yeah, so I'll say, I'll say saints because I'm a podcast doc and co-host, but, uh, and, and because I want to see them win anyways, but, uh, yeah, as far as the listeners and the citizens of Stockton, let's hope that, uh, the Colts win. Cause I hate, I don't want the Vikings to win. Right. I agree with that. So, uh, if, as you're watching football this weekend, um, just, uh, remember that, uh, Andy and I got a little bit of pride and, uh, and a little bit of our time on the line. So I am, uh, I am more than excited. I, uh, um, and, you know, in just a few days, I'm going to find out about a product that I never knew about, but that I can't live without. It doesn't even exist yet, yet I cannot live without my Mac tablet. Next oh. week, January 27th at the Yerba, Yerba Buena Event Center in San Francisco, I believe, um, Apple's holding their, uh, their event to announce their new magical products. Are you jazzed or what, Ron? I, you know, you know, I'm not a Mac fan when I, I just don't get excited about it. Like I seriously could care less that Mike is coming out with something new. Um, and it's not that I could care less. It's just, I could really care less. Uh, two reasons. One, you know, I'm just don't use Macs and, uh, yeah. you guys have been trying to, yeah, you guys have been trying to convert me for, for a long time. And I'd love to, if I had the money, sure. But, and then two, that leads into two, that's just something else I can't afford. So whether they make the announcement or not, I can live without it because I can't afford it. <laughs> so there's, uh, um, there's been a lot of rumors and, and I'll tell you that, that there are many news sources out there on the web, um, to find out what's going on in the, the Mac world. I like MacRumors.com, but, um, Every day I start my day with the same podcast. It's Mac OS Ken at macosken.com. 
and uh, he has a, a daily podcast of all Mac news. So that's how I keep up every day with what's uh, with what the new rumors are. And, and uh, there's a lot of rumors, and there's even some that are labeled as confirmed. But hey, they're still rumors because Apple never pre-announces anything. But some of the rumors are there'll be a large iPod Touch style Mac tablet touch interface. Um, again, one of those products I've never had, never seen, but I want it. <laughs> um, there's new uh, iPhone um, OS 4.0 um, is rumored to be coming out and a new version of iLife. And there's even some talk about an I, a touch-enabled iMac. So um, um, maybe a desktop that's touch-enabled with new applications. And, um, you know, with all that, I, I can't believe that you're not just chomping at the bit, waiting to get these new products that... But, but you're right. You know you're not you, you know you're not a Mac fan, a huge Mac fan, when this stuff doesn't excite you, because it excites the heck out of me. Well, Steve Jobs just doesn't have me in the palm of his hands yet. I'm sure he would love to, but uh, you know, to me, touchscreen is cool. I, I would love to have a touchscreen computer. Uh, I used touchscreens when I was uh, at the radio station that I worked for, and it was awesome. I loved it because you know I was able to just you know hit the screen and and pick what I needed and and drag and move, and it was awesome. So I mean that that could get me a little bit excited if I had that at home, or if I had a laptop with a touchscreen. I think that would be pretty cool as well. Yeah, and like Gabe was saying, he had tweeted that he already has the laptop. I forget which one, but you can turn the screen around and close it up, so it's like a tablet. Um, so that's pretty cool. But, you know, one of the things that makes me excited for a tablet, and we talked about this on an episode sometime recently, about the Kindle and the, all these the booksellers and bookstores coming out with their own ebook reader. And, and I complained then that they're all in, in this, you know, the old original Palm OS color. That's what I think of. It's the green and gray kind of color. Um, the Game Boy, not the Game Boy color, yeah, yeah, but there the you actual go. Game Boy. Game Boy. And they're, they're, um, there's no... There's no backlight on these things. I, I would, I could never read on one of those readers. But I've always said, if you put one on a full color interactive tablet type computer, I would subscribe to more magazines and newspapers um, using a tablet style device. I, some of the tablets you use with pens, um, I've seen, they don't impress me. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the the new Mac tablet, either the iSlate or the iPad or whatever, uh, I hope that um, it's touch enabled. Um, even if it's touch enabled and pen enabled or stylus, I want it to be touch. But if you can, if you can get a book on there, if they can present it well, and if they can do magazines, because magazines you, you you can't do a magazine on an ebook reader. That's my opinion. So no. that's one of the reasons I want it. Plus, just for general web surfing around the house, it's rumored to come with um, on on three G networks either for Verizon or for AT and T. Which no idea what that's going to cost, but um, it'll be nice to have a choice there. But you could probably, I mean, you could still hook up Wi-Fi. I'm obviously oh, yeah, you don't yeah. need to. But I think what would be cool about that is is the touchscreen is if you know you actually act like you're flipping a page. That that'd be kind of cool. Like yeah. if you you know took grabbed uh, the corner of the page with your with your touchscreen and, and kind of flipped like you were flipping a page and it would flip. That'd be kind of cool. If they did that, I would probably end up getting a little more excited about it because then I could feel like I was reading uh, electronically. Yeah, you know, there's there's been a couple price points thrown around there specifically about the the new tablet. I've heard a thousand. I've heard seven hundred, seven ninety nine. Um, you know, who knows? Every time somebody says Apple should do this, Apple should do this, they usually do something completely different. Um, but hey, if they come out with a sub one thousand dollar touch screen tablet, um, I guarantee you, I'll buy. Uh, I'll buy the first one. Um, we we asked around uh, on Facebook and Twitter and all the online places we hang out. What people thought? We got a couple of comments. Um, one comment we got on Facebook from Eddie, um, Eddie over at the Hagen. 
said, uh, whatever it is, it has to have a touchscreen. Oh, and it will be more expensive than people want. <laughs> true, to, <laughs> true to our point. Uh, Greg Barr chimes in. Uh, Greg Barr is an Apple fan. And uh, Greg says two words, game changer. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's for sure. So there, there's a lot of uh, naysayers that say this isn't going to change any market. And to that I say uh, iTunes created and changed the market. Um, uh, iPhone, iPod changed the market. Um, the iPhone changed the market, created an app market, which will make the um, iPhone continue to be successful because of the um, tens of thousands of apps available on it. So I think, uh, Greg, I think you're right. I think that um, uh, whatever they announce will be a game changer. There's been lots of reports that tablets aren't going to be successful. Um, I heard on Mac OS Ken this morning, I forget which investment firm, but some re- research firm said 2010 is the year for tablets because of what Mac rolls out. Well, think about it this way too. Our vernacular has changed because of Apple. I mean, no one listens to a video or audio recording on the, uh, on the computer anymore, right? Everything that we do, what you're listening to right now is a podcast generated because of the iPod. So, I mean, you know, you think about what Apple does and whatever they do, they do it right because we change the way we live because of these things. So when you talk about bringing out a tablet, um, yeah, Greg's definitely right. Game changer. This game's over for anybody else that tries. It's going to replace the little netbooks too. Yeah, I think those are going away. And um, another comment we got on Facebook from Tom Moshe, Nerf Squeezer from uh, buymeaniphone.com. And... Um, He's talking about the CES rumors, and Tom actually went to CES, so uh, I'd listen to what he says. He said, uh, CES rumors say uh, tablet um, and uh, no, no OLED, no camera, 3G connectivity, um, where con- the customer can choose AT&T or Verizon. And um, he says the tablet, the rumors are the tablet will be available in March. Great. Also, that uh, iPhone 4.0 um, OS will be available the last week of February. No iPhone hardware announcement until WWDC in June, despite the April rumors. Um, so not being a Mac fan, do you ever follow the WWDC? Absolutely not. What, would what, would what do? It's, uh, it's the Worldwide Developers Conference. Oh, because that takes on something completely different to me. WWJC, what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Or JD, what? So um, uh, the WWDC is a, a big announcement for developers, and they've rolled out some pretty significant things um, in, in the past few years, especially now since Apple does not have a... Um, an official presence at Macworld, WWDC becomes their largest event. And then these these special events, their music events. I forget what the name of this upcoming one is, but uh, that, that'll be a, a big event as well. I heard that there was also a uh, two versions of the tablet. One would be educational. That would not have a webcam and uh, still be Wi-Fi. And then there'd be one that is professional that would have a webcam and, uh, and another feature that uh, is a lot less education-like. So they want to keep the kids away from taking naked pictures at school, I think, is what they're doing. Oh, great. You know, he's talking about the uh, iPhone 4.0. We're currently in the um, iPhone 3.0 generation. But uh, I'm looking forward to 4.0, even though there might not be any new hardware, although there are some rumors that the new hardware will have a front-facing camera as well, which Ooh. would be perfect for video chat. So uh, we'll hopefully get to see some some of that stuff too. We also got uh, we got one lonely voicemail, um, one, one voicemail this week regarding um, Apple's announcements from uh, from Andy Brewery thirty three. Let's take a listen. Hey Matt, this is Andy and Rod too. Hey, this is Andy, uh, Twitter.com, Brewery thirty three, and I've got a little thing about Apple, and uh, it's uh, about. Apple is like the uh, the hot girl that walks into a room and, and derails the focus and attention of everyone that uh, and 
that might have existed in the first place. Um, I'm not even an Apple fanboy, but I still get worked up during these propaganda-fueled presentations at the Yerba Buena Center, as evidenced by my excitement last announcement when they unveiled the Nano with the cleverly placed video camera that is right under where my thumb would go. Also, Jobs was back. And I don't even know why I like Jobs, but maybe it's because he has a reputation for being a complete and colossal a-hole. And I always happen to like the bad guy. But I'm not calling to give you a dissertation on my love-hate relationship with Apple. Uh, all I've been reading about lately in the rumor mill is that Apple is going to unveil the tablet. Now, I got pretty excited about this until I heard the price point is going to be about 1000 ish I usually love the products that come out of Cupertino, but I can never seem to substantiate the outlay of large sums of money for the new flashy device. So realistically, I'll probably live vicariously through the tech blogging community as they rant and rave about how great and stupid the, the new device is. Uh, my take on the tablet is it will be a pretty good intermediary until TVs can get the Internet. Uh, I like the notion of getting my magazines on a device. Um, that, that'll upgrade my experience by injecting uh, multimedia content right into the publication rather than my having to remember to check runnersworld.com for the awesome story regarding the new shoelace technology. Uh, kind of like real-life Harry Potter books. So Apple could have a win there. I also like the integration of iTunes format and print media. I think it's a match made in heaven because the usership is so high. I mean, uh, people actually refer to their MP3 players, even if it's not a, an Apple product, as, as an iPod. So it's, it's become basically like a trade standard. And uh, I also think newspapers could benefit from uh, from from this format, and they could substantiate their business model of paywalling the online edition. Uh, maybe the tablet is the on, is the iPod moment that journalism has been waiting for. Um, could Rupert and Steve be planning a Google killer? I just hope the price is a touch lower than $1,000. I haven't bought the Kindle because it's 400 ish and I really want one bad. But I probably won't buy the Isolator iTablet or whatever they're going to call it um, because I'm pretty cheap. Uh, my magazines don't bother me that much. Uh, just like reading a real book doesn't bother me $400 worth of irritation. But I've got one more thing to say, and I've got one wish for this event. And uh, that wish is that, that Job says one more thing and walks off the stage. And then he returns, dressed as Moses, carrying two tablets in the fashion of the classic Moses image from the Ten Commandments, the movie. Um, it probably won't happen, but that's my wish. And as always, Matt and Rod, you guys do the Lord's work in Stockton by pointing out the positive and keeping the community fresh. I want you guys to keep staying that way and keep the tech in, in the podcast. Um, you've got me enthralled. Thanks, guys. And this is Andy. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, Andy. Thanks uh, Thanks for calling. Appreciate that. And um, for all of you others out there that didn't call, shame on you. Right. 209-565-3229. For Be next, shamed. Yeah, Be shamed. For next time. Um, so yeah, I like, I like your description that Apple's like the, uh, the, the hot girl that walks in the room and everybody forgets about what else is going on. It's like Google's the, her best friend too. It's like Google and Apple both in this. And when Google makes an announcement, the world turns and when Apple makes an announcement, you know, that's, that's, uh, even bigger. I think that's a head cheerleader, right? Yeah. There you go. Apple's a head cheerleader. Yep. Good analogy. Um, so a couple of your points. Yeah. The, uh, the, the price point we'll see, um, they're, their uh, price point always ends up being higher than what, what people suspect. So I think $1,000 is closer because I've read some things about $700. I don't think that's going to happen. 
You mentioned uh, getting internet on your TV. You remember uh, web TV? I remember web TV. I remember when people sat in front of their TV with a keyboard. I, I uh, you know, you go to a hotel, and every time I go out of town, I go to a hotel, and if I didn't bring my laptop, I would see, oh, I could get web on the TV. Yeah, been there, done that. I want my, I want my internet in my pocket, right? Or at least a small bag that I can take out with me. Um, I agree with the magazine. Same thing. Uh, same thing you said. But uh, I'll comment on this, Andy. Your one more thing wish, that would be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be epic. That would be the way to introduce a tablet to come out dressed like Moses. I guarantee you if, if Jobs did that, I would become like, that would, that would be my moment, right? I mean, there would be like that shining moment where all of a sudden you the would see me. The clouds would part and the angels would sing. And Rod will become a Mac fan. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, the, the one, are you familiar with one more thing? No. Oh, see, I, I didn't think because when when he said when Andy said one more thing, you didn't have the reaction that, that us Mac heads have. Um, he's famous for the line "one more thing." He has all these announcements, and then when it makes it sound like it's it's over, he always says, "and one more thing," and he has some That's another big. big one. Lately, over the last several announcements, there sometimes is, sometimes isn't. But uh, I agree. If he does the one more thing, coming out dressed like Moses with a couple of tablets. Um, that will well, then we'll know that Steve Jobs has officially um, lost his mind. <laughs> but but that definitely will, uh, would be cool. All right, we also got an email from uh, Gabriel from the Single Malt Versus podcast online at thesinglemaltversus.com. Uh, Gabriel said that, uh, he says, I think they'll announce the iPhone OS 4.0 for sure and uh, whatever new programs. He says he's not completely convinced that they'll announce the tablet. Um Boy, I tell you what, if you look at the uh, the stock price of Apple lately, if they don't if they don't announce a tablet, um, there's going to be a lot of mad people. That stock's going to drop like a rock. Um, they've, they've had the, a huge run the last maybe five days and certainly the last two days since Apple officially announced their 20, January 27th event um, because of the tablet rumors. That that's where, that's where people are honing in. So um, you might not be convinced, but I certainly am. He says he's really interested in the iPhone 4, 4.0 OS um, since he still has a first-gen iPhone. And uh, I can verify that. This is the last time I saw him, he showed me old-school first-gen iPhone. And um, he says uh, uh, he's sure he'll get screwed out of a lot more features. Um, I also, he also, I haven't heard this yet, but he says, thinks that they will announce Flash for the iPhone and make it a 4G phone. So if you're talking about 4G as the new faster uh, LTE network, that would be nice, even though it's, it's not built yet. Um, it would be nice to have that availability in the future um, on the new hardware. Yeah, it needs Flash. It, it's, it'll never be a fully enabled web tool if it doesn't have Flash. I'm not a fan of Flash, but there's still a lot of sites that run it. Um, he says, for the tablet, again, not sure if it'll be announced, um, but if they did make it, it would be awesome. And it'd be like a giant iPod uh, touch, which it's what I've heard it being called, a 10-inch iPod touch or 11-inch iPod touch. I think 10 inches is fine. If it gets bigger than that, it's too close to a laptop. Uh, that, that's that's me, not not Gabriel saying that. Um, also, it says the focus of the tablet will be gaming, and that uh, he doesn't care about that because he has a DS and a PSP, Ooh. and also that his laptop's an HP Touch Smart. That's where I heard him say it was in this email. Um, he can already flip his screen around and hold it down like a tablet, so um, probably no use for a tablet from him. And then lastly, he says, I guess maybe since uh, I have an Apple tablet, um, or if he has that, an Apple tablet wouldn't be as appealing. Um, but still he, uh, he'll probably want one. So I think this is the, it's, you know, the iPhone, the iPod was the gateway drug and now the iPhone's the gateway drug. And now people are going to want more and more and more and more, uh, more and more Mac centric things like, uh, tablets and, 
and everything else that they can think of to build. Um, so we also uh, uh, put the comment out on Twitter, and uh, Steelhoof uh, made a comment. He says he spoke to uh, Linus Torvalds in 2002 about a device, and uh, he said nobody wants a tablet computer, uh, even though it was a good idea to him. Um, I didn't know who Linus Torvalds was, did you? No, absolutely not. Uh, I had to look him up. He's a um, Swedish software developer. Looks like he had some involvement in the early days of Linux. Um, Steelhoof also says regarding Apple announcement that they test and evaluate new stuff before design and even more um, afterward. And whatever it is, it'll be good. Yeah, and Apple certainly, um, they, don't, uh, they don't rush to put out garbage to the market. They'll, uh, they'll put out a 1.0. I mean, they're, they're infamous for putting out 1.0 type um, uh, hardware. But uh, So even saying that, I'll still buy one, 1.0 tablet. But the second version and third version are always a lot better. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with, uh, with Apple too. I mean, you, people will actually wait for it to happen. So, uh, it's not like, you know, you're, you're clamoring to get it, uh, as soon as, you know, sooner than it, it can be because people wait for quality and people wait for Apple. Um, it's not like a uh, processed junk that you get thrown out at you. And then you're like, well, I can't use this. Um, Apple always does a good job of giving it to you right the first time, but I still don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll come around soon to the dark side or to the light side. So um, we'll put a link in the show notes to um, some sources that we use to, to uh, do a little bit of reading up on this. Uh, there's tons of stuff out there on the web, but we picked a few articles that um, seem to have a lot of the same thoughts and some, uh, some have some interesting perspectives on the rumors. And then also um, on the day of the event, which I believe is 10 a.m. on um, Wednesday, January 27th, um, you can go to MacRumors.com. There will be a link there to their live blogging site, which is usually what I do because I'm in the office at the time. Um, or you can also follow MacRumors on Twitter. The MacRumors account on Twitter is specific to um, announcement days, so they'll tweet every time there's a there's an update. I usually leave my SMS on for those guys because if I'm not at a computer at 10 o'clock on the day of an announcement, I want to look at my phone real quick and find out what's going on. So... Um, by the time uh, you hear the next episode, not this one, but the next episode, uh, all the announcements will have been made. So uh, if you still want to call in uh, 209-565-3229 and tell us um, what you thought of them, were you disappointed or not, uh, or send us an email or send us a comment on Facebook or Twitter or any way. You can even send me a text message if you know my cell phone number. Um, and uh, I promise I'll get to it that time. Hey, even if you want to call me and tell me why I need to be a Mac fan, that's definitely uh, appreciated at this point. So, uh, yay, Apple, go, go tablet. Yeah. Manuel got his, Manuel got his first Mac. So there's another, uh, another listener that's, um, moved over to the Mac side. So Manuel, congratulations on getting your first Mac. Can't believe you bought a Mac a week before a major announcement, but, um, you'll learn my friend to uh, wait a little while because what if they chop the price down a couple hundred bucks just be just for the heck of it. So <laughs> All right, so uh, that's it on Apple. And uh, like I said, uh, be on the lookout Wednesday, January 27th. The at, tablet uh, cometh. Let my tablets go. <laughs> I'm joined today live in the Outback Studios by Chris the Greek, broadcaster at UOP at 91.9 KPAC. Chris, thanks for uh, joining us live in the show. Well, I appreciate you having me. Finally, I know we've been uh, kind of hit and miss trying to get this on here. <laughs> you know, I, I say that to, to almost to, well, to everybody that comes on the show, but you know, lives are busy. So I, I appreciate your patience and uh, um, s still uh, being willing to come on the show. Well, of course, I, uh, you know, like I said, I, would, I think what you're doing is great. So I appreciate that. 
So uh, first and foremost, you're a student at UOP, right? Yes. So what are you studying? Communications, uh, mass media emphasis. I'm one of those guys that if it's anything media involved, communications involved, is something I want to have my hands on. So video production, radio stuff, broadcasting, whatever I can get my hands on. Well, that's good. And that's uh, the first time you and I met was at the um, downtown, uh, <laughs> the final farmer's market when we... Um, uh, filled our face full of pumpkin pie. <laughs> and, and you told me a little bit about your story. And at that point, I knew that you, you just had to be on the show. So um, so you're a communications major and you're a broadcaster. So tell me about being a broadcaster at the uh, at the Pacific Station. Well, the Pacific Station is kind of funny. It's, it's for use and it's open to anybody. I mean, the students can do it. Employees at the university can hop on and, and use the station. The only problem is that it goes through its ups and downs really big. You'll have a couple of years where you'll have students that are really involved with it, and then you'll have a couple of years where students aren't. So I'm picking up again where coming off a couple of years where it's just been kind of down and kind of neglected and not really not really taken advantage of. Now, this is the first year, actually, that we've been on a new frequency because of the use of the nonprofits using the radio, radio frequency. This is the first year that we've been at 91.9. KPAC. I'm not sure uh, exactly if we're as far as we used to be when we were 89.7, which is now a Christian station out of Lodi. But 91.9 is still is still great. And you know, I decided like an idiot, I'm a morning person, and I wanted my radio show in the morning because that's just that's what I grew up with. Jim Rome in the morning or Rise Guys on oh, Hot Talk yeah. 11:40, and I was thinking, man, this is just going to be awesome to go out here and I'm going to have my morning radio show. And then I realized I'm doing it on a college campus. So there's not a single college soul alive. That's going to be hearing that. <laughs> oh yeah. It, 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 interesting demographic to do a morning show at a college station. So what, so what's the name of your morning show? West coast living. And uh, what, what kind of stuff do you guys talk about on there? We go sports and then kind of do some funny relationship stuff. We really, we try and find that funny stuff once we call Wednesdays, open line Wednesdays. And then it usually just turns into hilarious stories about just bad relationships and usually it's me who's recounting stories uh, from way 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 back in the day of days long past of just poor poor situations that I've put myself in and (laughs) we'll see who calls in or gives me some grief about it later so is it usually students that call in or people that obviously live close enough to the to the university it's usually students uh it's more grassroots with our listeners. So people in class that I'll sit on their strong arm and say, you know, get us, hit us up on our Facebook or, you know, they can IM us during the show. And if they have any topics or anything else that they want to add in there, then we'll definitely do it. So Wednesdays usually tends to be more of our peak time. Uh, Mondays and Fridays, because we do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday time slot is sports. We usually will recap the weekend sports and then preview the weekend in sports. And, and what time is your sh- is your show air? It was eight to nine thirty. Now we're trying to find a new a new time block that's going to be working better. Uh, so we're looking. It's probably going to be a one to three time block. Those uh, the same Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. So what what other kind of shows are uh, I'm not that familiar with. I'm not familiar at all with KPAC. What what other stuff do they broadcast on that station? A lot of times, honestly, it's people that just want to go in there and play their own music. So we got a couple of guys in there that are going to hop in and play the Metallica and Lamb of God and the hardcore, you know, <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, there's a couple of sorority girls that go on and they do a uh, sex advice 
show on Wednesday nights. Oh, they must make their parents proud. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a, the encyclopedia of sex advice that they've got is honestly, (laughs) it blows Webster's dictionary out of the, out of the water. But um, yeah, I, (laughs) good thing that the parents can't listen at home. Yeah, really? (laughs) Oh, so, so you're not streaming over the internet either then, right? No, (laughs) no, we are. I'm just sure that they're not going to tell their parents, hey mom, hey dad, we're doing a sex talk show on radio. (laughs) True. Yeah. All the money you're spending for me to go to college and this is what I'm doing. Hey, it's college. $100,000 well spent. There you go. So you're, um, you also, um, uh, do some play by play, right? This is a new thing that I've branched out and I've wanted to do play by play for ever. I've really, I've, I grew up listening to King's broadcast with Gary Gerald over the radio and just loved what he did. I just, I thought it was the coolest thing to be out there and have such a, you know, comprehension of the game. So finally Pacific, it's, it's small enough that it allows you the ability to be hands-on with your learning and to be hands-on with things like that. So really you've just got to be able to go out and grab it. And uh, me and my partner, Dan, are going to be doing the basketball games through the rest of the rest of the year going over KPAC radio. Nice. That's uh, I think that's a whole other level of of um, of media is, is when you have to call a sporting event because it goes so fast. And, and I love listening to sports on the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm a big football fan and I love listening to football on the radio. Um, and uh, I, I can't imagine actually ever being able to do that. It seems like the toughest type of broadcasting there is. The hardest thing to get over, honestly, is vocabulary. And that was that was the one thing is, you know, it was the first time that I had done it. So getting my my feet wet and into it and then starting to get more comfortable. There's only so many different ways that you can say that a guy is bringing the ball up the court <laughs> before it starts getting into the Department of Redundancy Department. It's, you know, <laughs> it, it's over and over. So, I mean, vocabulary is really, to me anyways, finding the hardest you know, the hardest thing to be creative. I mean, you know, rigid within the structure of what's going on with the game, but still being creative enough with your vocabulary to, uh, to draw people in and get them talking about what's going on. Yeah. So in the, in the pros or in college, do you have a favorite, uh, basketball announcer? I'm still, I'm a hometown guy. I love Gary Gerald. Yeah. I love, uh, he does the radio stuff and I really wish that he'd do the TV stuff. Cause I think he does a much better job than Grant Napier. Don't tell him I said that because he just he's from New York and he just seems like a very angry individual. Oh, Grant Napier. Yeah. Yeah. And if you listen to callers on his show and Sportsline, man, he will bite heads off. But Gary Gerald just he does a great job. He's, you know, slow and smooth and still gets that and gets the emotion in there, gets people drawn in and everything. So I uh, that's just that's my favorite guy. That's who I grew up listening to. And that's the reason. That's the whole reason that I really wanted to get into it because I just thought that he was the coolest guy ever. Cool. So, do you guys have the uh, state of the art, the best equipment that uh, money can buy doing uh, <laughs> doing the radio show and the broadcasting there at, the, at Pacific? You know, it's not state of the art, but it gets the job done. It's it's actually. I was worried that I was going to walk in there and I was going to see a board that was twelve feet wide with four <laughs> chairs on there with you know ten thousand tabs to move up and down. And I was going to have no clue how any of that stuff was going to work, <laughs> but it's really, it's really simple. And actually even now going from the broadcasting to the streaming, to the tying in through the arena to broadcast out over the radio, the stuff's pretty simple. I mean, you still got to know what's going on, but it's, uh, it's a lot easier than I thought it was. I was just having nightmares that, you know, I'm going to be carrying 10, 50 pound boxes, <laughs> you know, all over the place and have 10 miles of cables that cable. I was going <laughs> to, have to run everywhere. <laughs> cool. All right. So, uh, switching to uh, you as a student, um, 
you're actually from Stockton, and you go to Pacific. I didn't. I didn't know that that was possible. <laughs> I, I didn't know that 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 type of person actually existed. Um, you may be one of the first people I've ever met that's from Stockton and goes to Pacific. Well, it's a. It's kind of an interesting, interesting story how how my whole thing went. Uh, I'm the first person in my family to go to college. And it wasn't, my mom was always very big to emphasize, go to college, go to college, go to college. But I didn't really plan high school that that's how it was going to go. Did my, did my time, as I say at Delta, uh, but I'll get back to that in a sec. Went to Delta, transferred to Sac State, hated it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. hated it. Came back, was out of school for a couple of years and then was looking at colleges to transfer to. And I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to a place that I want to go. Why don't I just go ahead and, you know. USC. I'm going to go to USC. I'm going to be a Trojan. I'm, you know, I want to go to Southern Cal and (laughs) be part of that tradition and everything that goes along with it. My girlfriend says, well, you know, if you're going to spend that much and you're going to go to a private university, why don't you think about going to Pacific? I said, well, you know, and that was what it was. It was dead (laughs) silence because it was something that I just hadn't really considered or thought of. I'd driven by it 10,000 times. But it just wasn't something that I had really thought of. So I looked into it. They had a communications department. It was smaller, too. Uh, this one at Sac State is enormous, so it's mm-hmm. very hard. You know, you can't get on the radio, can't do any of the play-by-play stuff. It's very hard to get involved with what they've got at Sac State. So I put in my application at Pacific, got in, and the rest, shall we say, is history. But, you know, I will say that the two colleges in Stockton between Delta and Pacific have been phenomenal. Delta, it was great, and I've I would say that a few of the professors I had there were definitely better than some I've had at Pacific. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, I went to Delta as well. I did not go to Pacific. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lucky enough, but uh, I did go to Delta, and uh, I think quality education there. Um, so when you're when you're roaming around campus as a student, you must run into local lifelong local Stockton people all the time. I mean, you're not the only one there, right? There has to be half of their population must be from Stockton. Right? No, it's <laughs> it's it's very small, um, and there's and there's kind of a disconnect too. I would say, and and I feel it too. Like I have I have classes with one other guy who is a lifelong Stockton resident, and I know a couple other of my friends that are from Stockton that are going to school there, but not much. And it's not anything that, you know, it was, they were recruited or, you know, really thought that it was a viable option. It was just something that just kind of, just kind of happened to get out in the community. Um, I know I always tell this story, but uh, when I did my campus tour Pacific, mind you, lifelong Stockton resident, I'll make the ha ha jokes about crime and foreclosure and whatever about Stockton as much as anybody kind of tongue in cheek. But I go there for my campus tour and the tour guide says, well, you don't really want to set foot off campus. Stockton's pretty dangerous. (laughs) Did you say anything at that point? (laughs) I asked him to give me his wallet. (laughs) And it's just kind of that nervous laughter. Yeah, he wasn't really sure if you were serious. (laughs) Said I'm from Stockton, buddy. Come on. Oh man, that's awful. But the, you know what? That's that's kind mm. of the feeling I consider myself. Well, I am an outsider as it relates mm. to Pacific. I've lived in Stockton, um, you know, most of my life. And and as I said on this show, I had never actually been um, spent much time on the campus. And when I uh, interviewed Patrick Giblin recently, that's the first time I had been in any one of those buildings. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was beautiful, but I still felt like I was an outsider. Like, wow, I'm actually allowed to be on this campus. But uh, it's, it's a it's a little intimidating to to be that from, you know, judging from both perspectives, the, 
Stockton resident who wasn't a Pacific student and now the, you know, Stockton resident who is the Pacific student. It's a little bit intimidating. It's a beautiful campus. I mean, it really is. It's a gorgeous campus, lots of history with it. You know, it's sprawled out and, you know, between Pacific and Pershing there. Uh, so it takes up it takes up some space, and plus knowing the fact that if you're going to start there as a freshman, your education is going to cost you one hundred twenty thousand dollars. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's definitely not. Um, so it's you know, I would say that there was probably a little bit of a little bit of that factor. I mean, I I see it differently now being on campus, but mm-hmm. I could see it from the other way before as well. Yeah. So you're doing a little bit of work with the uh, Beyond Our Gates program. Tell me a little bit about that. The Beyond Our Gates program, uh, Don DeRosa was president at Pacific and, you know, tongue in cheek forever. And as he retired, the new president decided to make it her point to get out into the community. Now, it's something that I had that I'd complained about since I <laughs> was at Pacific was that there was this disconnect between Pacific and the rest of the community. It was almost like the island of Pacific that was, mm-hmm. you know, it was there, the college campus. You've got one of the most uh, expensive colleges on the West Coast that you can go to, one uh, private university. And yeah, nestled, nestled right in the middle of the city with high crime, uh, high unemployment, high foreclosures. Yeah, it is, it is an interesting dichotomy. Mm-hmm. So... She gets in very enthusiastically and wants to figure out why and go about seeing how Pacific can become more involved in the community instead of being just kind of that separatist thing, you know, school that's there that people from outside of Stockton go to do their time and then get out of, you know, how can we get involved? So she decided to launch a series of five campaigns. The first one was on health care. Then going over the economy, education, the arts, and energy. And basically with these forums, just kind of talking to community leaders and people who are involved with the community about what's going on, what, you know, what can Pacific's role be, what can Pacific alumni do to help out, and basically just kind of get people talking that Pacific's here and part of the community, and we want to remain part of the community versus being being separate, being a separate entity. Right. So the next event you said is um, focusing on the economy. When, when is that? That's going to be February 10th. We're still looking for a venue. So (laughs) if anybody is, uh, you won't be holding it on campus. Actually, the first one, that's part of the thing is they want to get out. Oh, that makes sense. If if the whole purpose is to go beyond Mm -hmm. our gates and go, go beyond Mm -hmm. your gates, you should go outside. Um, And I was, and I'm going to be honest with you. The first one was healthcare and we had that one last week. And when I saw the invites, said, well, you guys are holding this at O'Connor, O'Connor Woods. That's a little odd that you're not holding. Oh, right. Getting out into yeah, the community. Sense. But uh, the first healthcare one was was huge. We had 80 RSVP and had 200 extra people show up on top of that. So it really was, it really wanted a lot of people. Um, a lot of people were curious to see what this was about, but it really went off very well. And there was a couple of speakers that flew in to uh, to discuss what was going on. But personally, I think the one on the economy is going to be a huge one. You know, Stockton Stockton gets a bad rap in some point, deservedly so. But there's some things that I think can work together with the university and the community to get out there. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm going to get my degree and I'm looking for a job in Stockton mm-hmm. instead of you know looking for one of the looking to leave to get that higher education and leave. Mm-hmm. I want to be one of those people that's in there and 
funding the higher education jobs. Yeah. So, you know, I really think that this, uh, the economy one is going to be pretty big. So these events are open to the public? Yes. And what, what time? Are they in the evening, during the day? What's the They're format? They're usually in the morning. And as soon as we have a venue, we'll have everything set up um, with formal invitations. We have the date right now. We're trying to figure out what would be the best venue for us to do. Um, also now kind of keeping in mind that, you know, luckily O'Connor Woods is big enough that, you know, we could accommodate those people, but mm-hmm. making sure that we don't kind of restrict ourselves if a lot more people want to show up. Right. Have a facilities nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> twice as many people show up as RSVP and you don't have room for them. Well, it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> and, you know. It is, but it still can be embarrassing if uh, mm-hmm. you have to send people away. Yes. Wow, great. Yeah, so as soon as we uh, if there's, when we get more details around um, the, uh, the the venue, I'll make sure to uh, post something on uh, on our website as well. So um, um, now to the, the final four that everybody gets for coming on the podcast, Stockton. <laughs> I need to come up with a better name than final four. It's kind of already taken. Um, <laughs> so worried about that a yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how long have you been in Stockton? Well, I was born in Stockton and lived in Stockton until I was about 11 years old, 10 years old. Uh, then the family moved to Greece and lived in Greece for a year, came back, lived a couple of years, then moved to Lodi. That's where I went to high school. And then after I was out of high school, um, I've, I guess I've technically been living in Stockton, but everything I do, <laughs> shopping, schooling and everything has been in Stockton. Okay. And uh, what do you like about Stockton? I like the I like the tight knit community. It, the people, and I guess the better way I want to put this is I the people that I've met in Stockton to me are more real. I lived in Sacramento and just seems like everybody was you know they were talking to you. They had their own kind of agenda. You know, Stockton people are who Stockton people are, and I will I will respect that always. You know good, bad, or indifferent, I will just respect a person for being realistic about that. And I love that about the people in Stockton that, you know, they're honest to themselves. You know, we, <laughs> we understand that, you know, we're living in a community that might get a lot of bad rap from a lot of the national media, but you know what, a lot of us still love calling this place home. Yeah. You know, what's funny, Chris is, is, I mean, I've, I've asked this question of 23, 24, 25 people, whatever. And, and the most common answer is what you just said. Mm-hmm. It's, the people here are real. There's a certain, there's a certain something about people from Stockton that mm-hmm. you can tell they're from Stockton. And I don't think people in Lodi have it. I don't think people in Merced, Modesto, Fresno, Sacramento, Pleasanton certainly doesn't have it. But there's just that something about people that are here that they. I think the word "real" is a perfect description. They don't they don't hide it. You know, I'll tell you my most my most telling reason for saying that is that even though I went to high school in Lodi. It wasn't until I went to Delta that I really have made friends and met friends that I am still friends with to this day. You know, lifelong friends, you know, great people and just more down to earth and mm-hmm. realistic. So, yeah, yeah I can <laughs> I can see why. So what's your favorite Stockton memory? Oh, man. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of stupid. Uh, but when I first caught wind, I'd heard my friends talk about that had gone off to different colleges. I'd, I'd heard kind of some grumbles that there was some organization in Stockton that was going to be putting on a pub crawl. And I was thinking, you know, oh my gosh, they're going to be doing this in, in downtown, you know, and that's, that's the first thought that goes through my head. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, you know what, that's great that they're going to get people out here. 
And you know what? The first one was just a, they've all been great. The first one was just a blast. I mean, everything was running great. And actually <laughs> a friend of mine met his fiance on that, on that crawl. But oh, wow. it was, um, it was just <laughs> one of those things where it was just, it was just kind of that first thing to get people out there. And, you know, I was able to bring along a bunch of friends and say, Hey, look, downtown's changed. This mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't the downtown that you can't go wandering around at at night anymore. Mm-hmm. This is something different. So I was really glad not only could go out there and have a great time, but I could show people that um, actually three of them who lived in Santa Barbara <laughs> could show them, Hey, look, you know what? Stockton is Stockton has its good side too. Nice. Nice. Uh, so what do you do for fun in Stockton besides pub crawls? <laughs> um, really there's a, I got, I love trying the mom and pop restaurants in Stockton. Um, Garlic Brothers, Stuff on the Mile, things like that. That's one of my favorite things is just to check out those uh, those mom and pop places. I love those those restaurants and places to me that, you know, I'll run through the cycle. It's going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to be feeling in a really bad mood before I'm starting to get into chains. I really like to eat at the, uh, you know, I got the memories of, you know, eating at the place, you know, Kokoro and Garlic oh, yeah. Brothers, like I said, and Yasuyani downtown. And, you know, that's... I like to do that. I like to patronize those guys. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna patronize you for a second because you're uh, because you're a, a, a proud Greek. Um, <laughs> Papa Pavlos or Yasuyani? Which uh, you're one? Gonna, you're gonna put me on the spot. Uh, they're both great. <laughs> Yasu Yasuyani is more is more authentic Greek food. Um, and I'm not saying that because actually, I, <laughs> there probably is a little bit of a personal bias because. We've known their family, the Aftias, for years and years and years. Um, great people. But the food is just, it's more authentic Greek food. Like if I was to if I was to go, you know, hop on the plane and go over back to the homeland, it's, you know, that's what I would get. And I love it. It's, um, you know, okay. it's as far as Greek food goes. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't prep you for that question. <laughs> no, it threw me for a loop on that one. But uh, I thought about yeah. it as soon as you started talking about restaurants. <laughs> I, I prefer... Uh, although I've not been to Papa Pablo since they moved, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I think you can't beat Yasuyani's. It's yeah. it is it certainly is my no matter what they will ever build downtown, mm-hmm. it will always be my favorite restaurant. Oh yeah, it's it's incredible, and it's got it has got just an absolutely beyond loyal following. Uh, it was funny because one of the classes I took at Pacific was a journalism class taught by Kevin Parrish from the record. He's mm-hmm. the managing editor. And I was joking saying, you know, well, the office is only a couple of blocks away. Oh, yeah, we're there all the time, all the time, Yasuyani. Uh-huh. But um, Papa Pablo's originally, when it was at its original spot over at uh, over there on Pacific, um, across from where the uh, the pool table place is now, I can't, I think it's Iguanas now is what the restaurant uh, is. Yeah, Iguana. Um, I, used to, I used to work at that bike shop when it was Fun Sport Bike, so it used to be at Papa Pablo's all the time going and <laughs> grab something to <laughs> grab something to munch on. But uh, it was always packed and it was just, it was terribly difficult to, you know, get in a seat. So now, I mean, the new venue is great. Yeah. I've so, not been to it, but I keep, I keep saying I need to mm-hmm. get in there someday. Gone a couple of times when they've done the uh, Lincoln center live. Yeah. Things and big uh, crowds when that's going oh, on. Yeah. So I've stayed away. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So, um, you're uh, you're out on Twitter if uh, our listeners want to want to follow you, and I'm telling you, if you're a Kings fan uh, or like basketball, you 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 have to follow Chris the Greek. It's Chris underscore the underscore Greek. Um, 
Kings fan, but uh, I would say more a uh, Kings complainer on on Twitter as of late. Um, <laughs> always entertained by your tweets, but absolutely entertained when uh, whenever you're watching a basketball game. It's you know what it's been a rough start to the new year, but I've you know I'm sitting there and I got to keep telling myself, well, you know what this is the first time I could say this in a long time that almost every single guy on that roster is younger than me, which it should make me feel old, but it doesn't because it just makes me realize how young the team is. But right. you know, it's just kind of uh just kind of some bonehead play sometimes. So yes, I'm a little lively when it comes to my Kings Twitter, <laughs> Twitter coverage. Right. And um, uh, also, Oh, I forgot to bring up, but one last thing. So um, congratulations on making the cover of the Stockton activities guide. <laughs> Um, was was pretty impressed. Uh, if if you've seen, uh, Wes has tweeted and Facebooked the, uh, the the cover, actually the entire uh, online edition. But uh, there you are on the cover with Das Boot. Um, uh, so great job, congratulations, you, my friend, are famous now even even more so than being on KPAC. You're on the cover of the Stockton Activities Guide. Even when Wes uh, presented it to City Council, I kept thinking, come on, bring up. Bring up the fact that Chris is on the cover with Das Boot. With das Boot. <laughs> well, they got me, you know, they got me on the cover double fisting. But today was the first time uh, my girlfriend's boss walks in with a copy of it. And she goes up to her at her desk and she just points and is like, is that Chris? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, uh-oh, as I'm uh, starting to have kind of more and more people trickle through like, you know, wow, I can't believe you made the cover. And then the other one was, well. If you were going to make a cover, I don't see a more appropriate way for you to right. do it. So congratulations. Awesome <laughs> thank job. you on that. I appreciate Wes doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Chris, very much for coming on to uh, to uh, Podcast Talking. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Hi, this is Wes with the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau with your Stockton Activities Guide. Many of you may remember way back when, when Delta College had a planetarium we all went to as kids. Well, the planetarium is back, and they're doing monthly public shows. And this weekend is one of those shows. It's called Ice World, and it's will be followed by another one called California Skies. This star program will take you on a tour of the evening sky, showing you the bright stars, constellation planets, and deep sky objects visible in the sky night. So that's this Friday and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. each night. And for more information, check it out on our website. Also, the ninth Annual St. John's Chamber Orchestra Festival starts this Sunday, and it has a couple performances Throughout this next week and next Sunday is the end of that. That's at St. John's Church here downtown, Stockton. And for more information, again, check that out. But that's always a popular event for those who really love classic music. Uh, men's basketball Thursday and Saturday at Pacific and Hockey on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Alaska Aces and the Bakersfield Blaze take on the Stockton Thunder this weekend. If you're looking for crab feeds, check out visitstockton.org. Type up in the upper right-hand corner in the search box, crab feed, and you should come up with uh, at least uh, five or six or seven of those, and uh, might give you a little option if you'd like to go out there and eat that crab. For more information, like I said, check out visitstockton.org. Don't forget to sign up for our weekly email. You get that in your inbox every Wednesday, and it tells you what's going on this weekend. And until next time, make sure you go out there and celebrate Stockton. 
Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, episode 24. We want to thank Chris the Greek for being on the show today. If you want to find out more about Chris, you can follow him on Twitter at twitter.com slash Chris underscore the underscore Greek. And if you want to comment on next week's show, we're going to be finding out where you get your tech news from. Where's the fix come from? Yeah, tech podcasts, tech magazines, tech websites. Where do you get your tech news? Uh, Give us a call. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcaststockton. Also follow us on YouTube, username podcaststockton. Follow me on Twitter, username podcaststockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about in today's show, visit podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton.